0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 98 I am so excited for you all to sink your teeth into today's conversation, which turned into such a juicy topic, one that went even deeper than I thought it would with the marvelous, fantastic, wonderful women behind the Almost 30 podcast. It's a weekly podcast that has turned into an international phenomenon. Fueled by the creative powerhouse duo of Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek, these two LA creatives had a lot to share with me about the sacredness of singledom and what it's like to strive not only as entrepreneurs, but also as single or unmarried folks who want to have a full, happy, and healthy lifestyle as much as our, you know, our not-so-single ladies. So stick around for a really fun conversation with all three of us on the line in just a moment. And I also want to just take a moment to express my gratitude to this community, to the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook, and all of you on our Bossed Up email list who get our updates for the outpouring of support you have shown me in my request for help for building out our squad, really, when it comes to planning the Bossed Up book tour. I am so excited to be organizing events from coast to coast for late May and early June, which is when I'll be on tour sharing the Bossed Up book with all of y'all in real life, celebrating this incredible community. And tonight, Tuesday, February 19 at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'll be hosting our first live call with the Bossed Up Book Tour street team. These are the incredible women from all over the country who have offered to just chip in and see how they might be able to help in terms of organizing meetups and book club events and really help with online promotion and just sharing their love for Bossed Up and our excitement around the launch of my new book. So if you have any desire to play an insider role in helping make this book tour so much fun, make sure to fill out the Google form that I will link to at the top of today's show notes in your Apple Podcasts links there, or in the show notes at org slash episode 98. Where you can sign up to just tell me that you're interested in being invited to these calls. We'll have them every other week or so, and probably even more frequently in the final weeks leading up to the book launch, May twenty first. And those calls are where I'll share with you exactly what I'm planning, what I'm prioritizing, and really ask for your input. Like, what do we want to do to make this boss book tour as? fun and fierce as possible. So I'm so excited to hang out with y'all live tonight. If you can't make it live tonight, you can still sign up and get the recording and then be on the street team anyway. So don't let that timing be a barrier because we'll probably mix up the timing throughout the course of the next few months. So thank you for the outpouring of support. I really needed it. I was feeling really nervous last week and just, I don't know, just full of like anxious energy. I mean, I don't know. It's just been such a long time coming, you know, when you work so hard on something for years and then that day is almost here. I get like squeamish about it. I'm just like filled with this nervous energy and I can't wait for you to read the book. Obviously, I can't wait to hear what you think about it, but I also just can't wait to share everything I've learned from all of you and like all the great work we have done as a community. With even more people. So thank you for being part of this. Thanks for uh, being along for the ride (laughs) as I share the good, bad, and ugly (laughs) and the nerves behind it and for lifting me up as I'm making this next climb. All right, we're going to dive into the power of community, crafting your courage community, especially as a single woman. If you're listening to this episode, last week was all about love and partnerships and Valentine's Day. So it's time to switch things up, shall we? I want to talk about the experience of single women in the workplace. I want to talk about the experience of single women in cultivating meaningful, mindful relationships in your life, platonic and otherwise. Now, a little background on the Almost 30 podcast. It's consistently in the top five iTunes health charts and top 100 charts overall. It's a lifestyle podcast focused on honest and illuminating conversations with experts, leaders, and inspirational guests covering topics like entrepreneurship, health, wellness, self-development, and spirituality. They were recently nominated for an iHeartRadio Radio. Award for the best health and fitness podcast. And they are going on an international tour later this year to hang out with the Almost 30 Nation IRL. So joining me here on the Bossed Up podcast today are Krista and Lindsay. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thanks so much for having us. So happy.
1: Uh Bossed Up family and Almost 30 Nation family. We are are one big happy family. It's a perfect fit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could not agree more. So I feel like you. And I can provide the perfect detox to Valentine's Day last week Mm. for our single ladies who may have been listening to at least my show and probably the rest of commercial America. You really can't walk into a CVS without being reminded of your singledom this time of year. (laughs) You know, they might be ready for a little acknowledgement, especially since this show focuses so much on the experience of women in work. We talk a lot about work-life balance and you know, parental roles, balancing being a mom, balancing being a wife. How about just having a life as a single lady? What has been your experience as women who are more single than I, or in uh Lindsay's case, much more single than Kristen? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this idea that single people are shouldering a ton of extra labor in the workforce or, or given a little extra shade when they leave at five o'clock?
2: Oh, that's so interesting. Well, I will just say this, that I don't have a typical nine to five, so sure. I don't necessarily feel that shade in that way. Sometimes around this time of year, I do feel if I am single, which I have been for you know a handful of years at this time. And... I don't want people to be sad for me. I guess like this, <laughs> that feeling of yes, because I'm gonna be a little bit sad for myself, and I don't need your sadness on top of me. But I've changed my tune super quick if I ever fall into feeling bad for myself around this time. Because if I even think for just a few minutes of how many people love me, of how much I love what's going on in my life right now, how proud I am of myself, and so much of what I'm doing now, I tend to remind myself like. To be honest, the Lindsay five years ago in relationship would not have been able to build with Krista something like this to this capacity if I was in a relationship. So I really I do take it very seriously that I am single at this point in my life. Do I want to be forever? No. And I'm so open and willing to meet people and be in a relationship. But as far as my growth is concerned, it has been the perfect scenario an incubation period for you know the growth that I needed to do on my own in order to be better for someone else eventually totally
1: yeah and I think it's interesting you know when I think about because I was in the corporate world for eight years of my life and I can remember that shade you know it would be so the person that's married with the kids and they can leave at five because they're married and they have kids and it makes sense for right. everyone so it's almost like it just has to fit in everyone's box. If you have kids, oh, I have to go home for my kids. That makes sense to everyone. If you're married, I have to go home to my partner. That makes sense to everyone. But that was something that was actually a point of contention for me in the corporate world where I'd be like, just because I don't have kids and I'm not married doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to leave at five or doesn't mean right. that I shouldn't be given the same rights as like everyone else. That would always bother me. So I can completely understand and remember that time.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it almost magnifies when kids come into the picture, which for full disclosure, none of us here have kids, right? But like, it fuels this BS narrative of women, you know, throwing shade at other women in particular. I feel like it keeps us keeping each other down when we're like, oh, well, what does she have to do? Like, let's have her do the party planning committee. That's like the patriarchy sneaking in (laughs) when we could really be celebrating Galentine's Day, right? Like really focusing on... The love in our life, I loved how you put that, Lindsay, that like the love in your life is beyond having a romantic partner in your life. Mm. So, what did you think, especially given Bossed Up's whole philosophy on like women who lift as we climb and the Almost 30 Nation and just sort of that amazing community that y'all have built? What does it look like to build out a community of support, of what I call a community of courage? in this time in your life, that fuels the kind of risks you're taking the entrepreneurial badassery that you're displaying. That's well beyond having some romantic partner.
2: Yeah, I think it's about walking the talk. Yeah, you can say like, I support women, I uplift women. And it's, really every day, Kristen and I making that conscious choice to partake in that movement of really giving women the confidence to be themselves, to do what lights them up, regardless of what other people might think. And just doing what we've done has been that, you know, because there were a lot of people in our lives that were just like, oh, you're starting a Podcast, okay, how do you make money yeah. to, doing that okay, so what about your side jobs and what are you gonna do if and and so you know we take our responsibility very seriously as we navigate this space, and part of that responsibility is being very honest along the way and I think for women to be able to voice what's challenging what they're really proud yeah. of, just be more vocal because I think we're we're kind of taught to be polite and not be too much and just kind of stay in our lane. And so we really try to embody that in what we do to hopefully empower others to do the same.
0: Especially in this like Pinterest perfect world we live in nowadays, right? Like Instagram, the Instagram veneer on everyone's life right now is so demoralizing, especially when you're hustling, you're feeling the grind, you're feeling not super badass, you know, when you just want to relate to someone who's being courageous enough to be vulnerable. Mm. I think that's part of your superpowers, honestly. Mm. Like the way that you two share so vulnerably about what you're going through Mm. and the highs and the lows on your podcast. Mm. I mean, that's my theory behind some of the magic. But what do you think? Like, do you think that's fostered the kind of community that you've created around being candid
1: about self-love and fear and triumphing over challenges? Yeah, I think that is, you know, like 80% the secret to our success, you know, (laughs) consistency, 80% authenticity and vulnerability and 10% luck and, you know, Lindsay and I's relationship, but everything in life is a mirror of you. So, you know, for us to be authentic and vulnerable, then we see that in our community and we see the girls in our community supporting each other in that way, supporting us in that way, being kind to us. So with podcasting, as you know, right now, essentially it's only us three in this conversation. And there are gonna be people that listen, but that has been such a benefit to me and to Lindsay because it feels like we're just talking to our best friend. It feels like we're at home, we're just hanging out. And that's really what we want our community to feel like too, because that's really what's happening. But yeah, our authenticity, you know, just being ourselves and being really honest about what we're struggling with and what's challenging and the good and the bad is the only way we really know how to be. You know, we grew up in small towns, yeah. we didn't expect to be in the position that we're in. So I think that has been like a huge thing for us. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Small business owners like me wear a lot of hats. And while some of those hats are great, others like the filing taxes and running payroll hat are not so great. But that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses because Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes. So you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Oh, and you can get direct access to certified HR experts too. Sounds like a pretty boss way to kick off 2019 for your business, right? But here's the thing. Deadlines for the new year creep up earlier than you think. And you're going to want to get started now. Don't wait. Let Gusto make it easy on you. And 98% of customers say that switching to Gusto was no big deal. And if you act now, Bossed Up listeners will get three months free when they run their first payroll. This is one hat that you're going to be glad you've given up. (laughs) So for all my small business bosses out there, try a demo and see for yourself now at gusto.com slash bossed up. That's gusto.com slash bossed up. Just to pick up on something you said earlier too, you alluded to this idea that I don't know if I could do this and take these risks, Lindsay, if I had like a partner in my life mm-hmm. right now. That to me underlies this like weird tension between career and romantic life. And on the podcast this past week, I talked a lot about how to coordinate career moves with your partner, right? If, if he's in grad school and you want to move across the country for your dream job, how do you handle that? I shared a lot about how my heavy work travel schedule because I do a ton of public speaking somehow works with my marriage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just feel like there's this underlying assumption that there's this zero sum pie, right? That time for dating immediately eats away at time for career pursuits or entrepreneurial daring, like what you're doing with almost 30. Do you agree? Like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like there's some tension there And do you cherish having this time to focus solely on yourself? We just had a conversation
1: yesterday and she said literally the pie (laughs) example. Mm -hmm. But she she used it like you could only have so much time. So you're using the reverse of that example, which is really, really Mm. funny.
2: Yeah. And I'm just thinking about like myself five, six, seven years ago, you know, when I was in a long-term serious relationship and still having a lot of dreams, but not being able to separate or Allowing them to live in the same ecosystem, but also like separating the two. So, what I mean by that is, I wasn't able to be independent within relationship. I spent way too much of my energy worrying whether the other person approved of what I was doing, whether it was too much and overshadowing him, whether I was shining too bright. Yeah. So, me then could not have done it. Me now is on a serious mission to have it all and and do it all in that way. Because I think it is a million percent possible. Yeah. I am shown and I ask for every day. I'm like, show me people who have it all. Show me people who, you know, we just spent time with Kopari founders, Gigi and Bryce Goldman yesterday. And like yeah. husband and wife and their relationship is goals is so beautiful. They are like their communication is insane. They love each other and respect each other so much. And they are in business together and has built this incredible brand and our parents and they still go to every one of their kids sporting events. Like there, it is possible to do it all. And really it's about for me, just reprogramming that because I, as a kid, you know, have people saying to me, well, you got to get your career set first. And then you have the boyfriend and the marriage and the whatever, like make sure you're independent in your career first and then do that. So I've been doing a lot of reprogramming. Isn't
0: that interesting? I read last year, one of my favorite books, probably of all time by Jill Filipovich. I interviewed her with Bridget Todd when we were both hosting Stuff Mom Never Told You. And she wrote this amazing book that you have to check out called The H-Spot, The Feminist Pursuit of Happiness. Mm -hmm. And it turned into kind of a historical breakdown of the transformation of marriage in our society, Mm -hmm. how it's now this like crowning achievement for adulthood, as opposed to the welcome mat to adulthood that it once was. You know, we used to like, people used to get married before they had jack shit of a career. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have a career when they got married, they got married because now it was time to get a career. And this way that we've flipped it now makes marriage like a luxury item, <laughs> like a thing that a lot of people can't afford mm. in terms of having a wedding, but also who the hell has the time for that when we have to first solidify our identity rooted in our career. And I mean, I have to say it left me with a lot of feminist angst because I don't know how I feel about that transition of marriage. But this idea that like, first of all, it sounds to me like that was just the wrong partner, right? Like finding the person who's not going to ever blink an eye for you at shining too bright, right? Like it's just move on to the next in my book. But if you're lucky enough to find that person while you're killing it and trying to make it happen in your career, it just seems like a lot of pressure.
1: Mm. No. Yeah. I definitely relate to the thing about marriage too, where it's like, there's a lot of money. So it's like, when I think about yeah. marriage, the wedding is like $50,000, I don't know how much weddings are, you know, the pressure to have mine that. was less than $10,000 and
0: we just got married in uh, August. I
1: wrote a post about it. I'll link to it in the show notes, but yeah. Cool. You know, there's just so much and it is, it's another pressure, but I kind of enjoy the, the transitionary difference. Like I like that, you know, I'm 30 and I, you know, by the time I'm married and by the time Justin's married, we will have a deep understanding of ourselves, of our career, of where things are going. So it's almost like you save yourself some of the difficulty of figuring out finances of, of your twenties. Like yeah. I met yeah. Justin was 25. So I was definitely going through it and I've definitely been through it with him. But like, to know who I am now and then go into the t- decision very consciously, like, yeah. yo, this is what I actually want from a marriage yeah. because now I know is like such a beautiful, liberating thing. Yeah.
0: That's true. It's probably also why divorce rates are down. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't we'll- Not getting married as much and mm. taking their time, yeah. which, which I really enjoy. Totally. Well, I mean, it makes sense
0: given the name of your podcast, right? Like the whole concept of Embracing that transition is interesting. But I I do wonder about that tension between being pulled in one direction over your time and limited resources to your relationships in your life, platonic, romantic, whatever, versus the grind 24 seven, right? Like how have you balanced investing in your own community and not your almost 30 nation community, but the people who knew you before, right? Who still see you, and hold you accountable to that girl you once were, you know, how do you spend time nourishing those relationships while pursuing something as ambitious as almost 30?
2: Yeah. I know we both had pretty different experiences in this way. Thank God we're friends in business, you know, yeah. <laughs> because it really provides such a nourishing relationship every single day but I'm not always good at keeping up with my relationships outside of this business, whether it's family or friends. I do feel lucky in that when I do connect with them, it's as if we're picking up where we left off. But what I've been doing, and it sounds really sterile, but it, it works for me and I'm, I'm able to be super present and, and consistent and diligent with it. I will put in my phone reminders to call, text, whatever it is, people that I wanna catch up with. And I've been trying to, I've said I wanted to do it once a day, but I've been doing it just like three times a week where I call someone I haven't talked to in a while. And it could be like a long while and it might be weird, but it also just like, I don't know the fact that I want to call them or they popped into my head or I saw them on Instagram and I'm like, wait, I haven't, I haven't even caught up with them in so long. I never take it for granted. And I know there's a purpose there and it's been really nice, you know, to catch up with people and just say, Hey, I was thinking about you Mm -hmm. other than that, though. I mean, it's hard. What an
0: analog use of your phone, by the way, like it's almost like retro. (laughs) I cannot endorse that enough though, because I was talking with the happiness scholar from Yale, who I was on a panel with, I was moderating this panel for the Massachusetts conference on women in December. And she's got the most popular course ever that Yale has ever offered. And it's Ooh. literally about your own personal happiness. I'm trying to, I'm hounding her. I've been hounding her for like two months to get on the podcast. So stay tuned, dub listeners. But um, one of the most interesting findings that she shared was that we overestimate how awkward it's going to be to talk to a stranger on an airplane or on a subway or a bus or whatever. And I would say this probably applies to the friends in your phone you haven't talked to in a million years. So we overestimate the awkwardness and we underestimate how happy it'll leave us feeling. So like that action of reminding yourself, even designing a way to make yourself do the thing none of us millennials want to do, which is actually to call people on
1: our telephones. Yeah. I love that idea. It can be easy too, you know, I always, my friends that I really appreciate are the ones my, there's one of my friends, she had a baby and when she had a baby, I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm like, we're not, we don't have a lot in common now. <laughs> so she'll call me and just be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, you know, and she'll just say the, like the most random thing. So it makes me feel comfortable. Like we're just catching up. Like it's a continuous conversation. Mm-hmm. So I always try and remember, it doesn't have to be like, how are you? How's, your how's you know, how's this yeah. and it doesn't have to be so forceful and it can be more familiar than you think. Yeah. You know, I struggle with this too, as, as far as in addition to Lindsay, and what I try and do is just be as present as I can the times I am with the people that I'm with so that my full energy and attention is with them. I'm not on yeah. my phone, I'm not mm-hmm. texting, I am fully with them, invested, engaged, feeling happy, you know, trying to get the most energy as I can from the situation so that we both leave feeling very full and feel very, very caught up. You know, we go yeah. be like, oh, I haven't seen my friends in so long. And then if you're not, you're going and you're not present or with them, then it doesn't really matter anyways. And the times that you really have good conversations or meetings or, you know, times with your friends are those that you really feel like you invested time.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. You're reminding me of this fascinating study I read and I'll dig it up and put it in the show notes once I remember exactly where I read it, but about ambivalent relationships and how problematic it is to keep those people in your life for whom you feel meh about. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's like, could be sucking like a drop by drop. So right. And it's like, if you're not
0: actually fully present with the people you're hanging out with, like I just had a, a kind of a, an obligatory catch up with a friend who I care about. And from the minute I was there and I had, you know, made this, meetup happened. But from the minute I got there, I felt bad. Uh, I left feeling bad and I didn't know exactly why it was sort of like hard to pinpoint. Uh And my husband's like, you have to stop hanging out with this person. (laughs) And I'm like, I know, why do I go back for more? And it's, it's not good for us to have ambivalent relationships that we feel so, so about, but there's no, especially amongst friends, there's no confines for breaking up with a friend. There's no rules of that game.
1: And it's okay if it like drops off, but I've been kind of thinking about that lately too. You know, I've, I had a girlfriend from a long time ago come in town. We had lunch. That same thing happened, where I was just kind of like, "Meh." I just was like, "I don't really know why I'm here." Like, I loved you, but I'd be glad if we never. I would be fine if we never talked again. Mm-hmm. And I've been having that happen, and I've been like trying to consciously be okay with like letting people go because I have tons on the fringe, right? Like, most will do, and it's like fine if they go.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know, that's I mean, a really good point. Like, We just want to be liked as females. I think it's a likability thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's for me is I really want to be liked by everyone. I want to say yes to everyone. Yeah. There's like almost like a relationship
0: FOMO. (laughs) Like you fear like, what am I going to not have access to in terms of opportunities or friendship or, you know, just like relationship
2: resource. If I say no piggybacking off of that idea, like sometimes I don't say yes. And I don't, like put myself out there to be necessarily like that much. Cause then it's like a responsibility. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Like then I'm like, okay. So I, ha- which is not a good thing. I'm not like bragging. It's like, uh, then I really mm-hmm. have to show up. And like, sometimes I'm just not sure if I want to show up for that mm-hmm. person or at that time in my life. Like, so sometimes I'm a little bit more when I'm in, I'm in. But when I'm, like, unsure, I'm kind of out. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah, not necessarily great. Well, it's, but... like, a
0: high-quality relationship threshold, right? It sounds like you're not doing a lot of that in-between, like, ambivalence, which I think is quite mindful of you. I don't want to say good or bad, but it's mindful. It's It's thoughtful of you. All right, for all my newly engaged bride-to-be bosses out there, I want to share with you the easiest way to plan your wedding and your registry, and that's Zola. Zola takes all the stress out of wedding planning by providing free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, and affordable save-the-dates and invitations all integrated into their easy-to-use suite of wedding planning tools. Choose from over 100 beautiful wedding website templates to choose from that fit every type of wedding and take just minutes to set up. From there, you can set up your Zola wedding registry with the widest selection of gifts at all different price points with over 500 top brands to choose from. You can even set up your registry to include funds so that your guests can help chip in for your honeymoon fund or a new house fund. To start your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash Bossed Up. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A.com
1: slash Bossed Up. I've been thinking about this lately when I've been saying no to people more is that I haven't even been a friend to myself lately. So it's like, why am I doing this for other people when like, When I die, it doesn't matter if I don't go to one Mm -hmm. thing with Mm -hmm. one person. Yeah. Like, it'll matter if, like, I'm not tending to myself, if I'm not tending to my health, if I'm not doing these things just for me. Like, that should be my number one priority. And then everything else falls from that. So
0: true. I think that's what, for me, reminds me of the shade that single people get in the workplace, right? Like, if I need to run to be there for my partner. You should be able to run to be there for your yoga mat or whatever. You know what I mean? Like not to compare the two, but single people's priorities are just as important as people who have a family
1: or a partner in their lives. It is a way, a way of discrimination in a way. And I'll never forget that in the workplace. And I've always been a rebel in my own way. And I've always seen bullshit in the corporate world. And I always thought that was frustrating. And I always remembered man, if I get older, I might even lie and say I have kids. Honestly, I was like, because it's just you're able to do things. You're able to come in late, leave early because you have good reason because kids are great reason and you should be given that opportunity. But everyone should be not judged for things that they have to do in life and for making their life work within the workplace. Right. And the irony, of course, is that
0: when women with kids are interviewing... They're more likely to get lowballed. They're more likely to get, you know, be seen as not as devoted to their job. So it's great to be single so long as the assumption that you can work all the time is true. You know, like those are the
1: stereotypes that come with that. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
0: Yeah, it's bullshit. I have a friend here who ran for state Senate and was in one of the tightest races in the country, which is kind of weird that it's like a state Senate race that had millions of dollars of advertising flood in from from different national organizations because they really wanted to beat her. Luckily, they didn't. And her name is Senator Faith Winter. She's a total boss. And she was telling me that her campaign manager was being asked to join national like Democratic National Committee calls at 11 o'clock at night. And Faith was like, that's not the campaign I'm running. No one's going to be on the phone at 11 o'clock at night. I'm not working on Sundays. I know this is one of the tightest races in the country. I want to win it, but I'm not going to martyr my family and my life and my personal well-being to win this race. And she won it anyway on her own terms. And now she's, touring the country, sharing with others, like how to run a campaign without running your people into the ground. And that's the kind of leadership I want to see more of, you know,
1: it's nice to see that shift's happening. And I think people are becoming much smarter and much more privy to that concept that, you know, it doesn't make sense when people are at work from 8am till 10pm at night, and then they go have a lunch and they have a dinner and they have a breakfast and they're hanging out at the water cooler or they're working the whole time. It's not healthy. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, we need to kind of change our mentality around our work ethic being purposeful.
0: Yeah. So what is your wish for those who are almost 30? (laughs) A lot of my listeners probably are almost 30, but when it comes, especially to the single women listening who just survived Valentine's Day. And I mean, mm. thank God for Leslie Nope and the invention of Valentine's Day to provide a little so salve. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what is your wish for single women or unmarried women listening to this? Like the message you want them to get and embody as they go into their day?
2: This is not my quote. I've just heard it many times over as you know, I've been navigating being single. But the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have in your life, whether it's romantic, business, family, whatever. So I have finally just come to terms with the fact that this time is super purposeful and a part of the plan. And the more you can kind of surrender to that and start having more fun, mm-hmm. you know, and celebrating little wins of, you know, whether it's a self-care routine or just having dinner with yourself, like these little things, you know, I, I know it sounds cheesy and it's hard to kind of wrap your head around sometimes, but I just think that like your relationships with other people will be that much more, you know, full and dynamic. If you can
1: step in just as a full and dynamic version of totally. you. i think that kind of, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. I was thinking too, you know, oftentimes like when you're single, you know, you're wishing you're in a relationship. And when you're in a relationship, I don't, you know, you could be wishing you're single or not, but I feel like whenever situation we're in, we kind of wish we are in another. Mm -hmm. So if you were doing nothing on Valentine's day, you kind of have anxiety. You're like, Oh, I wish I was, you know, out on a date or doing whatever. But then other nights you, when you're out or when you're busy, you're like, God, I wish I could have a night. I wish I could just do nothing. Just be on my couch, take a bath, have a self-care night. So it's always trying to find every opportunity, the That this is a situation. Hopefully, that you wished you were in at another time. You know, for Lindsay and I, it was like this morning when we had a we had a great day yesterday, and I was sitting there thinking, like, oh, I wish I was in this situation months and months ago, and here we are, and I'm so grateful. And it oftentimes takes a while to get to that place, but if you did a self care night, or you know, maybe you're at home, hopefully you can get yourself to be present enough to find. You know, the joy in those moments of doing nothing, cooking yourself dinner, being home alone, watching a rom com, texting your friends, FaceTiming your girlfriends, whatever it is, just trying to be as present as you can. Because, you know, if you're single forever, that's great. If you're not, you know, you might cherish or miss the times when you had all by yourself just to be you and, be your complete self all alone yes
0: oh my gosh you are giving me all the like loving women vibes like women championing other women vibes because i am i'm so <laughs> yeah. right there with go you on. you're you've like preempted the podcast that we've recorded in in recent weeks too <laughs> so it is so great to have you here obviously our listeners should absolutely go ahead to almost 30 in their apple podcast app right now and check y'all out but tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. about Almost 30 Nation and where we can join the party. Yeah,
2: so you can subscribe on iTunes. You can find us everywhere else. Podcasts are listened to. And then we have our secret Facebook group of about 10,000 women. And the conversations are just incredible. They're deep, they're funny, they're you know insightful, supportive, and it's my favorite part of the internet. And you can connect with us. We're going on tour. So we'll be touring the country and actually the world. So we'll be in London, Australia. We'll be visiting colleges as well. So you can find out more information at almost30podcast.com.
0: If you want to learn more about all the studies and articles and resources that I referenced, make sure to check out today's show notes at bossup.org slash episode 98. And I've also thrown in a couple of links to where you can learn more about the Almost 30 podcast and their upcoming international tour. And now it's time for this week's Boss Moves Moment of the Week.
1: My name is Robin. I'm calling from Virginia. And the thing that I'm the most proud of is starting the process of going back to graduate school. And this is something I've been debating ever since I graduated with my bachelor's five years ago and just questioning and doubting and fearing and you know what's right for me am I ready am I good enough all those questions and so I finally decided this past summer that now is the time and that I'm ready and I took the leap and it has been the best decision I ever made. I am so fulfilled and happy and proud of myself for taking the leap and I honestly can say I'm so proud of myself and I can't wait to see where the journey takes me in the next year.
0: Thank you so much for sharing, boss. We are cheering you on. And I so appreciate you calling in to share your boss move, to share your come up story. I feel like we don't brag about ourselves enough. We don't pat ourselves on the back and acknowledge our achievements enough. And when you call in to share your boss move, You really never know who you're inspiring to do the same. So give the Boss Up Podcast hotline a ring right now at 910-668-BOSS or 2677 and leave me your voicemail in three minutes or less sharing your boss move of the week, year, month, whatever, (laughs) and... That's also the same number to call when you've got a career conundrum that you want me to tackle next. We're in a huge blitz of podcast production planning right now as I lead up to the Bossed Up Book Tour, which is obviously going to make it hard for me to record episodes while I'm on the road. So we're doing a ton of production earlier on in this year so that you'll keep getting fresh episodes in your earbuds every single week. But what that means is I need new career conundrums, y'all. I need your help in figuring out what you want the show to cover next. So if you've got an idea for an episode, something you'd like us to explore, a situation you find yourself stuck in, or even a friend of yours stuck in, please don't hesitate to give me a call so that I know where to take the show next. And Kirby and I will get busy producing those episodes for you. That number once again is 910-668-BOSS-2677. Thanks again for tuning in. Tell me what you thought about today's episode. Are you a single lady? What is your experience like in the workplace, in life, in cultivating meaningful relationships? I want to hear from you. So tag me on Insta, Twitter, Facebook at Emily Aries at and leave me your comments in today's episode post at bossuporg slash episode
1: 98.
0: Let's face it. owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, will actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossuporg slash speakup. That's up.org slash speakup.